Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Profit Podcast. Today we are going to be wrapping up our series of the Week of Greeks. And so we're going to be talking today about two Greeks, Theta and Rho. But before I get into those specific Greeks, we are going to, uh, I'm going to mention a tweet. Uh, This is a post on Twitter by Phil Luce from White Commercial Corporation. Thank you, Cindy, of the home office there. I just had to call and get Phil's, the pronunciation of his last name, because we've had quite a bit of correspondence over the last few years, but I never quite knew how to pronounce his last name. So thank you, Cindy, at White Commercial Corporation. Uh, If you are an elevator, uh, commercial user, buyer, seller of commodities, they work as consultants and brokers for basis traders. And I really like a lot of their insight. They have plenty of attitude, kind of like I do. Uh, Sometimes that's good. I'm talking about me. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. But uh, I like people who are are honest and not afraid to, to be a little rough around the edges. So with that, Phil's tweet. He says, there's one universal law of grain marketing, and that is you can't have it all. And he gives, he calls it corollary number one. There's no protection without cost or surrender of opportunity. There, number two, there is no premium without risk or obligation. And corollary number three, there is no waiting for opportunity without cost, risk, or both. That is a really, really great example of how options play in to grain marketing strategies. There's almost always a cost. If there's, if the cost isn't upfront, you know, if you're not buying an option, but selling an option, you're getting premium. And so there's no premium without risk or obligation. And so I'm just going to read that once again, that's a, a really great, uh, a really great quote from Phil. So he said, he says, the one universal law of grain marketing is you can't have it all. There's no protection without cost or surrender of opportunity. Number two, no premium without risk or obligation. And number three, no waiting for opportunity without cost, risk, or both. And so that really hammers home options in grain marketing. And so uh, I will post a link to that tweet in the show notes here for this episode. But I just that really does a great job of summing up everything you know, when it comes to making grain marketing decisions, you're either gonna you're gonna be giving up opportunity, you're gonna be taking on cost, or you're gonna be taking on risks or obligations in any of the decisions you have to make, and that includes includes the decision to do nothing. So thank you, Phil, for that great tweet. I'd like to know where that came from. So if there's somebody else I need to be um, crediting, I can credit that accordingly. So email me or send me a message on Twitter. My email, nick at harvestprofit.com, Nick Horeb on Twitter. We're going to talk about theta. Theta measures an option price's sensitivity to time. It's quite straightforward uh, in its description. It's a, a little less straightforward in its behavior. So in the example, we're going to use this $20 financial instrument that we talked about yesterday and a $2 call option. Let's say we have a $2 call option that is six months away from expiration. So 
an approximate theta for that call could be 0 0.01. And what that means is if we hold the price of our underlying instrument steady, no price movement, no movement in volatility, no movement in interest rates, the price of that option over one day will go from $2 to $1.99. And so we will lose one penny of time value over one day. And in all reality, if we're six months out, probably gonna be slightly less than a penny, but it's, it's it varies by um, how much premium it, there is, you know, it's obviously very, there's a lot of different factors that go into that calculation. That's all, that's all we'll say there. And, and if you're, so if you're long the option, you know that your, uh, your option is going to decay over time. The value of your out of the money premium. And so the theta is higher for options that are out of the money. And you probably want to Google in the money, out of the money. Those are two uh, very, relevant phrases for options. And it also, uh, it's greater for out of the money than it is in the money. And then it also accelerates as you get closer to expiration. Uh, specifically, a good rule of thumb is that last month that you that we're gonna, going to be looking at the price of an option, so a month before expiration, you know, that theta is really gonna pick up. And so I'm being overly simplistic here, and this is just for purposes of an example. But if that $20 instrument did nothing and we had a call option that was worth $2, when we get out to a month away from expiration, you know, we could say maybe we will lose half, you know, 50, 60% of the time value, and then we're gonna lose the rest of the time value over that last month. So it accelerates the time value, accelerates, the loss of time value accelerates as we get closer to expiration. And so the theta will increase. That you know, a month away from expiration, we take that option and it had a 0.01 theta. Six months away, it might have a you know 0.03, 0 0.04, and then it just slowly picks up steam as it uh, as we get closer to expiration. And so, um, if you think about, I often like to think about auto insurance. If you want to get a refund on your auto insurance, they're going to um, give you, you know, you buy a six month policy, four months in, depending on your provider. If you want to, if you get a new policy, you could get a refund for two months. So the, the theta, but the theta of an auto insurance policy tends to be a straight line. So there is no accelerated time decay like we see in options. Um, the other thing you like to think about is, let's say you're looking at buying some farmland. Let's say you have an option to buy farmland at $4,000 an acre. Currently, the market is trading for 3,000, so you're not gonna execute the option to buy it for 4,000. And let's say it's a six-month option. So you have, a six month, you have six months left in your option, to buy $3,000 farmland for $4,000. How much is that option worth? Not much, not much at all. But what if it's a 20-year option? That option is gonna be quite valuable because you'll have the option at any time within the next 20 years to buy that farmland for $4,000.
And so that just does a, more time, more value. That's really what it comes down to in when thinking about theta. And the the thing to just remember is, you know, you're gonna if you're gonna be buying, you know, there's some people that talk about, you know, we have an option only strategy. You're only gonna be buying options, and our goal is for you to finish in the top third of the market. Well, you're gonna be running into that headwind. You know, if, if all you're doing as a hedging mechanism is buying options, every single day you're gonna be losing time value, you're gonna be you're gonna be paying premium because you're offsetting risk. If we go back to Phil's tweet, his first corollary, let me just pull up again here. There is no protection without cost or surrender of opportunity. And an option has a cost that decays every single day. So if you wanna buy, if you're really nervous about prices and you wanna buy a put option in your grain, and to, to, protect, to, to protect prices for two weeks, you're going to pay for that. And the way that that payment is quantified is via the theta. So you can ask, you know, if you're dealing with a broker or you can find it in certain trading software, you know, ask them what the theta of that option is and you can calculate how much time value you would lose. Uh, maybe more important than theta actually is looking at the implied volatility. Specifically, if we're going to be going into earnings events, USDA reports, government reports, um, the implied volatility tends to get inflated because there's a lot of uncertainty that comes along with that news event. And then as soon as the news event is over, the implied volatility drops and it takes the option price, you know, takes the amount of premium out of the option relatively quickly. And so you, you want to consider both the theta, think about the time decay. Uh, it's not free to offset your risk to somebody else. And that's how they're essentially going to get quote unquote paid is through the theta. And then you just always want to be cognizant of where the implied volatility is at in the market. Uh, more often than not, if it seems like a no brainer to you know, either buy a call or buy a put, there is probably a lot of time value in the market. If things, if people are extremely bullish or if they're extremely bearish, more so extremely bullish. During times of rising commodity prices, that's when implied volatility goes up. Uh, it's, it's different in stocks. When stocks go down, their implied volatility goes up. So there's this concept of skew and my mind is just kind of thinking about all of the nuances to all of this. But if you think about where the fear is in markets, the fear in stocks is to the downside. And so as stocks crash, implied volatility goes up. It's the opposite in agricultural commodities. The fear in the big, you know, corn can't go to zero. You know, it can, but you know, the probability of that is, you know, one in a billion. The probability of a stock going to zero is maybe more like one in 10,000. And so it can go to zero. So the fear is that the equity gets wiped out. Uh, the fear in ag commodities is that we have a, a 2012-like drought, a 1988-like drought, a you know, 2008 type event where somebody gets caught short the board and we have a short squeeze, you know, i.e. Minneapolis wheat. And so theta is just a, a concept that quantifies the premium that you have to pay for offsetting your risk to another party. Rho is a Greek that I don't spend too much time about, and I mentioned in one of the previous podcasts that I wasn't even gonna talk about Rho. Rho measures an option's sensitivity to interest rates. But this Greek probably has the most, uh, 
other than Delta and the impact of price, this Greek has more applicability to a farm's financials than, uh, than Theta does, and probably even Gamma and maybe Vega. But you're going to want to just think about what would happen, measure the sensitivity of your farm to interest rate risk. So if you have your, let's say you have six different debt obligations, you have an operating note, you have two intermediate lines, uh, two intermediate equipment notes, three land notes, you know, what pieces of that debt is variable? What happens to your annual carrying costs if interest rates go up? You know, we've, we saw interest rates rise 2%-ish, and then now we've backed off a little bit again. But what happens if we, you know, see two, three, 4% rises in interest rates? And for a lot of farms, if you don't have much working capital, that's a, not a fun proposition. You know, having an interest rate on an operating note go from 4% to 8% is going to be, you know, like running into a pretty stiff breeze. And if, uh, you know, if it goes much higher than that, it would probably be like, you know, getting blown over by a hurricane. And so thinking about the sensitivity of your farm to interest rates and what can you do, you know, locking, you know, taking, locking in a rate that's a quarter, you know, 25 basis points or a quarter point higher versus a variable, a fixed rate. You know, people like to speculate on rates. I had somebody tell me, we think rates are, a banker tell me, we think rates are going to go down. And I you know, why do you think that? Well, they had some random excuse. And I said, well, opinions aren't worth much to me. I would rather take the certainty of the the fixed rate versus the uncertainty of the variable rate uh, as long as there's an acceptable you know, difference. You know, it needs to be a pretty small difference, to be frank, and it's highly dependent on your situation. But row measures an options price sensitivity to interest rates, and I'm frankly not even going to talk about that. But taking that same concept, applying it to your farm, is very important. So if you can do things like you know, if all of a sudden we have a, you know, a flat yield curve where short-term rates are similar or, you know, similar to long-term rates or an inverted yield curve, um, you know, thinking about ways that you can just reduce your exposure to variable interest if it doesn't cost you much, I think is very important and should you should definitely spend some time on that in your farm. And so with that, that is the week of Greeks. So I'm just going to go over them. I'll list them all again here. We have Delta, we have Vega, we have Gamma, we have Theta, and we have Rho. Delta measures an options sensitivity to prices. Gamma measures Delta's sensitivity to prices. Vega measures the sensitivity of an options price to changes in implied volatility. That's implied volatility is an extremely important concept in option prices. And, you know, not quite as applicable to the general farm sensitivity analysis, uh, but it's very important to the prices of options. Uh, it's a human nature to want to buy options, to want to be in the market in some way during these big price rallies that we tend to see every year or two. That's, you know, you're buying at an implied, you're buying, it'd be like, buying insurance on, you know, if you, 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 this is complete, this is getting a little bit off topic, but you know, you have a, a neighbor who's had four, four accidents and, and two dr- driving under the influence of alcohols. And he drives a, you know, a $6,000 car and they charge him, you know, $4,000 a month for the, 
the comprehensive $4,000 a year for the comprehensive part of his insurance. It's a pretty risky insurance. Would you want to buy that insurance? No, um, that's pretty risky. You know, they've, they've factored in a lot of premium to that person. And so do you want to be buying, you know, insurance policies on grain markets, you know, after they've already spiked? That's probably not the best idea. Oh, or do you want to be looking at layering in some protection when the market isn't moving, implied volatility is low. So implied volatility is a very important concept to understand in option prices. I apologize for my reference to your drunk, crazy neighbor, but that uh, I like to think of th these things in terms of auto insurance or other option policies that come at us in other aspects of our life, because sometimes it can be easy to understand those than the specifics of a financial instrument. That is Vega, we have theta, time value, row, interest rates. And at the end of the day, Google is very great about <laughs> teaching you more about the Greeks, about in the money, out of the money. You might have, you know, there's all sorts of topics we could cover on, you know, you have calendar spreads, you have bull call spreads, bear call spreads, bull put spreads, bear put spreads. Uh, callers, windows, just tons and tons of different strategies. But once again, if we go back to our friend Phil at White Commercial Corp, thank you, Phil. His great tweet on, you can't have it all in grain marketing. That's the, the universal rule. You're one, you can't, there's either no, there is no protection without cost or surrender of opportunity. Number two, there is no premium without risk or obligation. And number three, there is no waiting for opportunity without cost, risk, or both. And so I'm going to leave you with that as we wrap up the week of Greeks. And at the end of the day, somebody asked me, why are you doing this week of Greeks? You guys sell software. Well, we think a lot about how we can make the job of decision-making for a farmer easier. And we think that better tracking of numbers, more visibility into costs, mark-to-market revenue, profits, enables a person to, to take more control of their outcome, make more objective decisions. And we'd love for you to uh, try a free trial of our software. If you haven't, jump back into an old free trial. Or if you're a customer, we greatly appreciate your business. Uh, we don't have a ton of venture capital. We don't have any venture capital. And so we live and breathe and, and pay the bills here uh, at Harvest Profit thanks to our customers. And so we really appreciate your business. And if you're not a customer, we'd love for you to try a free trial at our homepage, harvestprofit.com. If not, consume the content we put out. Hopefully we add value to you. And with that, that's the end of the week of Greeks.